Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Phenomenon, a paranormal podcast. I'm your one host, Christina. I'm Allie. I'm Anthony. And our producer, Ray, is over there behind the cameras. And we're here to, again, talk about the weird, creepy, supernatural, paranormal side of life. And we've got a great episode for you today because we are finally going to be talking about all things Bigfoot. Finally. And big feet for that matter, <laughs> because, you know, as as you may know, there are several iterations of Bigfoot all over the world. So I think we're going to start off today doing a couple little fun things. Um, we, we did this on our last episode where we did believe or not believe or don't believe. Yeah. So, Anthony, you had a couple things you were just going to. Yeah, I just thought a couple of random ones that I probably don't get talked a lot about okay. in the public eye as much. Um, first, how about the British big cats of the UK? I have not heard of the British big cats of the UK. So the United Kingdom has long been home to rumors of free roaming big cats prowling the moors and wild places across its southwest. Nice. Some have entered folklore such as the Beast of Exmoor and the Beast of Bodom, or Bodmin, I should say. Bodmin. And these became famous in the late 1970s when sightings and claims of slaughtered livestock drew cryptid hunters in the droves. Mm, nice. So believe or don't believe? Well... I'm just learning of this. I know, yeah. But, I mean, there's, I mean, if you're fi finding slaughtered livestock, something mm. to it, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I mean, it just, all I could think of is American Werewolf in London whenever yeah. I hear about being attacked on the moor. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, is it a big cat? Maybe. I mean, it's interesting because there's also um, wild big dogs that have been reported in the UK as well. Oh, wow. Over the years. And so are they seeing the same thing and they're just being misidentified across from one another? Is that a shapeshifter? Is that a shapeshifter? Yeah. I don't know. But a lot of different kind of creatures have been sighting them along the moors. Well, the moors yeah. are an interesting place apparently in the yeah. UK. So. I want to go on the moors. Yeah. Okay, Alyssa, what about you? I'm on the fence just because I just learned about them too. <laughs> um, I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, but... Like you said, it could be totally like something different or a shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the fence. I don't know if it's officially them. Yeah. The yeah. other thing to consider too is we you see reports in the U.S. a lot of people who have money who keep wild animals mm -hmm. without really reporting it to sure. the government and stuff. And yeah. Sure, that's not just in the U.S. So it makes you wonder are there people in the U.K. who have brought lions or big wild cats? Yeah. To these moor areas and, on their property, and then they get loose somehow. Yeah, you never explanation. know. You know? I mean, and there's other possibilities too, but that would all play into a little bit of what we're talking about today. So I'm not going to say it. Yeah. yeah, don't say it. But what well, about you, Ray? Um, well, I, I'm kind of agreeing with what you guys said about the shape shifting mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. I don't know of many big cats in, in the UK. Yeah. yeah. I've been there once, didn't see any big cats. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. shape shifting, I think, yeah. is a real possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that one. What else? This next one is a doozy. Okay. Okay. And you may have heard of this, but it's not really talked about quite a lot. Mm -hmm. The Jersey Devil. Of course. Mm -hmm. The Jersey Devil, very well known, but yet Mothman kind of kind of overshadows him a lot. Right. So you don't really see him, but this is from New Jersey, and it's the weirdest body conglomeration of different animals that i've ever heard of on a cryptid it's described as having a kangaroo-like body with a goat's head leathery bat-like wings 
horns, clawed hands on small arms, cloven hooves, and a forked tail. It sounds like somebody's worst nightmare mm -hmm. they had one day and they just woke up and they're like, I'm writing all this down. And <laughs> it's like a scientist was in a lab and just put all these different yeah. animal parts together and then they just got loose somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but this thing's been sighted in the New Jersey Pineland forest area for more than 260 years. Wow, that's a lot. I didn't realize yeah. that mm -hmm. that, back that far. And they're very famous, these creatures, for their blood-curdling screams oh. in the Pinelands. I bet there's recordings out there of these. Sure, things. there are. I'm sure we can find some. Right. So, we'll be, <laughs> right, right, get on. It's like a ray task. Um, I thought you were asking me to scream. No, <laughs> if you could imitate one. I'd <laughs> 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 Moving on. Yeah, right. right. So, believe or don't believe? I mean, I believe there has to be something to something that has that far back of a history yeah mm -hmm. what that thing is i don't know but to me it just is kind of like the chupacabra that we talked about in our latin america yeah. episode it's um it ha that one hasn't been around near as long but the number of sightings and mm -hmm. and just instances that make you really have to stand up and take notice mm -hmm. yeah you know and it's something you know very similar this weird looking creature mm -hmm. that doesn't look like one thing or another it looks like several things I mean, it's interesting, too, it'd be around the time that Europeans first started coming to this country. Right. And yeah. establishing colonies and stuff on this land. That's a long time for these sightings to be going on. Right. Um, and for it to persist into our modern age. I mean, I remember just a, a couple YouTubers were making a video on it a year ago. Right. So what is this thing and how has it gone unfounded this I mean, long? My mind goes to so many different things when we're talking about this stuff. You know, cryptids all across the board is, you know, we talk about portals, we talk about um, interdimensional beings is what I'm thinking of. And it's like, you know, aliens in and of themselves, all these just bring to mind the fact that, you know, if there are portals or, you know, uh, parallel dimensions, you know, what things could be getting through mm. to yeah. another side? Right. It's taking you know. every ounce of energy I have not to go into a Stephen King tangent <laughs> right now I'm because sure. there's a lot of stuff that he writes about that kind of has a lot of to do with that of stuff. Course, yeah. But let's just say I, I do believe there are spaces out there yeah. between worlds. Liminal spaces. You know, and what kind of lives in those spaces? Who knows? Right. Um, I, I just I just don't think that there could be that many sightings of things that somehow we can't seem to capture. Mm-hmm. And just have this tangible piece of evidence that says, here, look, this yeah. is a, a dead Bigfoot, or this is a dead this yeah. or that or the other thing. You know, they are going somewhere and coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel. Okay, sue me. What's <laughs> that? It's really hard when you guys go on a tangent, because then it's <laughs> like, what else do I say? <laughs> but I'll We're say right. this, that... Stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll say that I think there's something out there that you could call a Jersey Devil that, you know, you've either had sightings of or, you know, heard. But is it exactly like it's described? I mean, I don't know. I feel like it almost like it's a telephone, telephone. thing where, like, it may have started out looking at, like, this one exact thing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. people just embellished or sure. added on to it. Yeah. So there might be some descriptors that match, but do I think all of them? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. But you can even go deep right there with what you're saying. And 
you know, you look back at the drawings um, in the Egyptians mm -hmm. time or even, mm -hmm. you know, beyond that. You yeah. Know, back even Ancient Samaria. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the drawings they had of their deities and what have you, and you've got one with the head of a goat and one with this and one, well, mm -hmm. pans, another one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those all come from somewhere, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So is it just multiple people's interpretations of things? Is it something that was actually cited? You can go it, yeah. deep conspiracy about that because there are a lot of alien enthusiasts who of believe course. that those are just uh, experimentations that people, the aliens did. Right. Kind of crossbreeding humans with okay. animals and stuff. And then mm -hmm. that's what became the ancient people's deities. Right. Is there any truth to it? I don't know. But it's, it's <laughs> that is persistent to every culture, I think. So it's like the New Jersey devil, for instance, it's our modern day you know, thing like that Anubis. that we have that later on we're going to be drawing on some wall mm -hmm. right. with graffiti probably. Yeah. yeah. Right. Time that people are coming back and see hundreds of years later and you're like, what the hell kind of stuff did they have around here? Or look at the TNT domes in West Virginia and the, all the graffiti that's there for Mothman now. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Andrew Cole and stuff. So, I mean, it's going to persist. It's going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for the record, yeah, I do believe there's something there. I don't know, like you said, if it's exactly what they describe or if it's just kind of taking a life of its own. Um, but something was saw, saw, seen somewhere right. that kind Any of jump-started this yeah. whole thing. So I believe it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I believe it. I'm. You guys get me on this portal business, and <laughs> I, I could believe anything. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've heard of the Jersey Devil before, and uh, it's, a, it's a crazy creature. Yeah, yeah it really is. Mm -hmm. But doesn't it, like, when we start talking about this stuff, I don't know, can't speak for everybody, but for me, it makes me really just want to go out and hunt. I want to find yeah. a portal. I see hunt. Right? I don't mean hunt. Mm -hmm. It's like ghost like, hunting. We're not actually hunting yeah, the I don't ghosts. Like that yeah, work, per se. I, I just want to go out and yeah analyze yeah yeah investigate yeah photograph mm -hmm. it especially with what we're talking yeah. about today because there's so many people who believe what we're talking about today yeah. these creatures are actually far more intelligent than people realize yeah actually have their own society and stuff so if that's yeah. true wouldn't it be cool to like actually communicate and speak to these beings and I like agree. see what they have to say yeah you know i couldn't agree more so mm -hmm. well i think this episode is gonna really be fun for Ray when he's finding and listening to and looking at footage because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of it out there. Mm -hmm. So much of it. And um, Anthony, is there another one you had or are we going to get into the original OG? It's OG time. It's OG time. So uh, yeah, obviously we, like we said, we're talking about Bigfoot today and all the types of different big feet that are out there. But for Americans, I think there is one specific bigfoot that kind of jump-started it all and that is from the patterson gimlin film oh. i have my notes here so it's been decades but this creature was sighting in northern california um by bob gimlin and roger patterson roger patterson's no longer with us but mm -hmm. bob gimlin still lives in washington today and still is searching for more evidence of bigfoot right um this was shot at bluff creek in northern california and Although the video itself is like a minute long, there is one particular frame, 352 is the frame number, where the infamous shot of this Bigfoot walking across the way is seen. Now, the big interesting thing about this film is that since its inception, it's come to be known that this Bigfoot is actually a female Bigfoot. Okay, right, right. And its infamous name is Patty. Patty the Bigfoot. Okay. So... 
the Patterson-Gimlin film is kind of what jump-started the entire conversation in American culture about Bigfoot, about Sasquatch, these mysterious ape-like beings who are seen from a distance, and yet we never ever find bones or skeletal remains or any sort of evidence that they live here. Or do. Or do they. (laughs) So... Um, it's been about half a century since this footage came out, but yet it's never officially been debunked of all the videos that have come out of Sasquatch and Bigfoot that people have gotten and kind of debunked or evidence has been found that people have been faking and putting on, you know, Sasquatch costumes and stuff. This is the one film that no one has ever been able to debunk. It it begs the question. uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just looking at you. Um, no, it just, to me, it begs that question. Is it? You know, because a lot of people have tried to debunk this footage. Yeah. yeah. Or many, many people. There are still skeptics out there that are racking their brains because they can't do it. Right. But they still don't believe it to be true footage of a Bigfoot. Yeah. But is it that it can't be debunked because it's an actual Bigfoot? Right. Is it that it can't be debunked because of the technology we had back then, the quality of the footage? Um, what is it that makes it? so hard to debunk i guess that's why there are still people who are very you know well the interesting is they've had all sorts of experts look at this film and we've even seen people who have been able to clean up the footage with modern technology right nowadays and you've had everyone from anthropologists and professors to actual hollywood special effects and makeup artists right who professionally design the prosthetics and stuff that people use to make modern day horror films or monster films right and they'll all tell you, like, when you analyze this footage, it does not look like a costume mm-hmm. or prosthetics that someone is making. Because this was actually filmed during an era where, like, Planet of the Apes was filmed not long, you know, around that time. Right. And so a lot of people were like, well, no, this has got to be fake, right? And someone, right. like, made a costume. But the movement of the body and the actual impressions that you can see are being left on the creek mm-hmm. when Patty is walking, it's not consistent with the actual prosthetics that would have been used in a film in that era. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who have tried to debunk this for years and they just can't. Oh, and even recreation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To try and see if, you know, and by today's standards, even where all the prosthetics would be Mm -hmm. much better than they would have been back in the day. And they would have been, the, the prosthetics they would have had back then, were so heavy, mm-hmm. it would not have been possible for a person wearing that kind of prosthetic to move that fast yeah. across the very uneven terrain of the be- the it, creek. Yeah, it was a very fluid motion. Yeah, yeah there was, it was a very fluid stride. There was no stopping her when she was walking. Yeah. And she seemed to acknowledge that they were filming her, and she just walked off. Yeah, she yeah. turned and looked. That's the classic shot yeah. right there. Yeah. Trying to look. So for her, this creature, Patty, to move that fast... It seems very, it, it seems almost less likely that this was someone in a costume and more likely that this is some sort of creature. Right. Um, just in today's day and age, we should have been able to debunk this yeah. if right. it was f- faked. You'd think so. So that's the infamous start to the Sasquatch lore in America, the Patterson Gimlin film. It really kicked off a, a craze that just has not died down, but amped up year yeah. after year. And I think, you know, one of the biggest reasons now, too, is, as we've talked about in other episodes, you know, our online, you know, presence out there in the world now, um, it's so readily available to have footage instantly posted. Exactly. That 
you know, a lot of people do where it's unedited footage that they're just like sh even shooting lives or whatever yeah. it may be. And there's so much stuff being captured out there now right? that, you know, we've seen a lot of it. And you're like, you know, that it's not just an ape and, you know, it's not a man. And it's, you know, you can plainly see things walking through these woods or on people's properties or mm -hmm. right. what have you. So it's only just bolstered it that much more. You know, people yeah. are actively out there looking and recording stuff. And the fact that even today, like some of the most compelling things that I've seen are the structures that are being built. Oh, yeah. Because you don't always hear about this when you talk about Bigfoot, but the professionals who are out there looking, they find these really elaborately built um, structures from trees mm -hmm. that are bent at an odd shape that shouldn't be possible for humans to have bent this way. Right. But they're bent into a way that, and then tied with some sort of string or rawhide of some sort. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like an enclosure or a map of some sort, like a marker. Right. That's what they think is like you know? marking territory. Yeah. yeah. So that others know to stay away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the more compelling footage for me or, yeah. or evidence that I've seen is like, what is making these structures? Because if it's a people, that's a lot of work to be putting in. Because it's not just one marker here and there. There's like no. a lot of markers in these areas. Yep. And again, the strength it would take to form these structures, it would take a lot of people, a big crew right. to put them together. So yeah. I, I have a hard time believing those people would have gone unnoticed. No, you know? right. So I agree. All right. So um, I guess it's over to me now, right? Yeah. Um, so again, we've, we've mentioned how there's a lot of different iterations of Bigfoot all over the world, mm -hmm. you know, ones that you're probably very familiar with, whether it be, you know, the term Sasquatch mm -hmm. as opposed to Bigfoot or one that Alyssa is going to talk about coming up, the Yeti. Um, there's one called the spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Yowie in Australia, right. you know, which is a cool name. It's a very cool name. I like that one. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of different variations that are probably more well known. Yeah. But there's also ones in I, I swear I'm gonna I hoped that we hear from some other people, some some viewers, but I bet you every state in the country that you're in has a variation. Mm -hmm. Right. And I say that because we even had um and I'm God, I gotta look up who commented this, but we had a commenter that brought to our attention one I had never heard of mm -hmm. yeah. from Illinois called the Big Muddy Monster. Mm. And you know, again, if anyone in another state somewhere in the country or in another country has their version that you know is local to them please comment on this episode yeah. and let yeah. us know because we love learning about new things especially when it comes to cryptids um also real quick make sure you like comment subscribe share hit the notification bell on this episode thank you right. <laughs> appreciate it but there's a, another one because the big muddy monster in and of itself um, I feel like I could do an episode on because it's so interesting and there's police reports. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. And I, I really want to dig into that one at some point. Um, but the one I wanted to talk about today um, is one that you may not have heard all, heard about called the Yucca Man. Mm -hmm. Now, we have done um, an audio podcast in the past about the Yucca Man. And it took like two or three parts because there was a lot going on with mm -hmm. it. But the Yucca Man is a version of Bigfoot that comes from the Mojave Desert. Mm. So 
this kind of near and dear to us because, you know, we spent some time living out in the Mojave Desert. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. A lot of weird stuff happens out in the Mojave. Very strange place. Mm -hmm. Very, very strange. Um, There's so many things that, to me, um, make this one very eerie. Yeah. Um, There is also the tie to Mojave itself because Mojave Desert is um, very well known for its native American um, history, its lore, the fact that um, I happen to know a shaman mm-hmm. right. from where we were at the Mojave Desert who um, says that he actually knows packs of big feet out in the Mojave that mm-hmm. he communicates with and they that the Native Americans consider them to be like their spirit guides. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, actually, I, I really, I'm going to see if I can link his youtube uh about the map that he has that shows where all these packs of big feet are and how they travel through the mojave river basin wow fascinating stuff yeah Yeah. let me tell you so when i heard about the yucca man um it really kind of stuck with me and i just want to read one of the first encounters that happened here on A night in 1971, the Yucca Man was first spotted on 29 Palms Marine Base. The story changes slightly depending on the source, but it's said that a Marine guard on duty was found the morning after his shift, unconscious, with his rifle bent in half. When asked what happened to him, the Marine stated that a huge hairy man had appeared out of the dark and came towards him. Um, The Marine lifted his rifle and ordered the figure to stop, but it took the rifle from him and bent the weapon in half. He was then knocked unconscious. Um, the creature was stated to have glowing red eyes and smelled horrible. Mm-hmm. According to this one source, uh, both the FBI and CIA were brought in on the investigation, um, and it was not clear what they found out. Apparently, there were at least two other sightings of similar figures that night. Um, one described that there was a 12-foot-tall figure with a smaller figure beside it, other reports called in that their dogs kept barking at something in the neighborhood. So that's one of the, the first encounters that were recorded mm-hmm. of the Yucca Man. Um, he's given this name, of course, because one of the most popular and only real vegetation in the desert mm-hmm. is the Yucca Tree. Yeah. Um, if you see what the Yucca Tree looks like, it's kind of a big looming yeah. figure with like spiky yeah. things all over it, mm-hmm. which... It sounds a lot like the Yucca Man yeah. right. other reports. Um, there was another instance that was pretty infamous, which mm-hmm. was in Fontana, California, mm-hmm. oh, which was our home turf there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a racetrack that was uh, north of one of the biggest stretches of Route 66, Foothill Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Mickey Thompson's dragway. Mm-hmm. Any racing fans out there are probably very familiar with Mickey Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, The racetrack ran from 1955 to 1972 when it closed after a series of deaths. Spectators of the crashes said they saw someone they call the Speedway Monster, which was assumed to be a wild man resident of the nearby San Gabriel Mountains who frequently crossed the land at the edge of the dragway. Now, if anyone's familiar with the term wild man, Out in the mountains, San Bernardino Mountains especially, and, and in some up north as well, um, people talk about, this could be a whole other episode, <laughs> the wild men or wild wild man type um, creatures or maybe real men. 
that okay. sort of live out off the grid oh yeah in these groups of people that basically will behave like wild animals yeah. Yeah. um that could be responsible for missing people some people claim that the missing 411 phenomenon could have something to do with that right um it's a theory mm -hmm. but that's what these people saw thought maybe happening that it was yeah. a wild man that came down um later reports came when a couple from desert hot springs reported that their car was stopped by a large hairy man who stepped out into the road they uh, described that it stepped out from behind a yucca bush and that his chest was the size of a refrigerator with its arms hanging below its knees had long tan hair after stopping the car the figure then left and ran off into the desert and in that same year possible yucca man footprints were found each about a foot and a half long and six feet apart. So this, again, you know, there's more sightings of this, including um, in an underground tunnel um, in another Marine base, Edwards, right? Yes. Edwards yeah. Air Force Base. Sorry. One of the most infamous ones that uh, I have always loved the story of. What really kills me about it um, when we start talking about things like interdimensional beings mm -hmm. is how much of these sightings are associated with, you know, uh, military bases. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially when you start talking about the one at Edwards, where there's this whole underground system of tunnels. Um, there's so much attached to Edwards Air Force Base mm -hmm. that, you know, has to do with um, occult uh, stuff that has to do with these sightings. Right. There were, you know, people who saw it just like the glowing eyes after seeing these big hulking creatures, mm -hmm. but then the creatures seemed to disappear and all they could see was the glow of the eyes. Right. Yeah. You know, when we talk about whether or not things zip in and out like that interdimensionally, um, I think you have to kind of look at cases like this. Right. Well, interesting thing to me too was where they were sighted because weren't they sighted in the tunnels underneath the base? Exactly. Where some of the military's uh, weaponry Yeah, very cool stuff was going on. Yeah, stuff that public's not really supposed to know about and these creatures are kind of seen running through these tunnels. Right. Yeah. And then disappearing with before anyone could catch up to them. Exactly. So it's like, what, what were they doing underneath the, the tunnels? And they were hearing the creatures behind them but would turn and look and they couldn't see anything but the glowing yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, so it makes you wonder where the, was the military doing something they shouldn't have been? Maybe were these creatures drawn to what they were kind of messing around with and they weren't supposed to, or did they come from whatever they right. were doing? Were they an experiment gone wrong? Mm -hmm. um, all the theories that you could go, go into, but then where the first one is, was also at a military base. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, right. so. And the desert is a perfect place for, the military testing, I mean, it's Absolutely. very well known. I mean, obviously the biggest one, Area 51. Exactly. But I think there are a lot of other places besides Area 51 where stuff like that could happen. The desert's a perfect place to hide oh, that kind absolutely. of stuff from the public eye. So yep. um, it makes it no wonder that these creatures would be sighted there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't doubt it at all. So that's my um, weird big feet. Um, there, there's another one I'll, I'm going to talk about, but I'll let Ali go. Well, Anthony it? actually had one other thing he wanted to share before I Yeah, go. before I get to, I'm, I'm going to end the episode with mine, but there's one piece of evidence that I think is kind of crucial besides the Patterson-Gimlin film that I think people should listen to because this is audio related. And these are the infamous Sierra sounds. Oh, yes. So in Sierra Nevada mountains in California, way back in 1971, 
Uh, Al Berry, who was at the time a skeptical reporter investigating the Bigfoot phenomenon with his buddy Ron Moorhead, who if you guys are Bigfoot enthusiasts, Ron Moorhead is infamous right. for being a researcher in the Bigfoot community. Yeah, um, They were setting up camp for the night somewhere between Lake Tahoe and Yosemite National Park. When they were up there one night, they actually heard some genuinely bizarre cries is how they describe it. Um, Moorhead, uh, when he was discussing this later on, would reveal that they actually had audio equipment that they were able to record these sounds with. And for a good long time, all you hear are these creatures seemingly communicating with one another using these very guttural inhuman sounds right um and we're going to send the link over you can listen to the link either in our bio or Greg can put it up here right now but if you listen to these cries um they people have been kind of dissecting these sounds for years now for decades and audio experts all agree that these sounds are not human these are not sounds that people could have been making to try to fake it yeah. um these guys were just in the middle of nowhere there's not supposed to be anyone around um the interesting thing is years later and you know i'll do my research to back this up but um the when the fires were raging in the last few years over in northern california this area is one it was one of the areas that got hit and one of the only areas to not be destroyed by the fire was the area that they were camped in that's right um, well, almost like built like this whole like structure, structure there yeah as well right yeah because they went back for years after this initial recording to keep going and trying to interact with these creatures right and you know it wasn't just the sounds that they were making but you can actually hear that these creatures started trying to come into the camp right. while they were still in it and so they're in their tents and they're hearing these creatures kind of trying to approach the the outline of the camp and they're messing with some of the stuff that they have set up around there. Right. They're throwing things at them. They're trying to communicate. Probably trying and, to get them out of their territory. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's almost like there's something about that area that was precious to these creatures. Right. Like sacred. Yeah. And that's why it was so interesting that this is one of the few areas in Northern California that wasn't burned by the fires that were yeah. raging up there. Yeah. What is it about this place? I don't know. But well, these sounds have become some of the biggest pieces of evidence that Bigfoot enthusiasts have. Right, because they can't also, no one's been able to come out and say, oh, well, we've identified it as this animal mm -hmm. or this animal. Exactly. Yeah, and there's plenty of experts who have tried. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of wildlife out there. So you think that people who study these wildlife um, areas, you know, especially experts like anthropologists and stuff like that, they should have been able to come forward and say, no, it's this creature that, you know, they were out there. This is their mating season or whatever. Right. But there's nothing like it out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, it hasn't been heard from since in that area. So it's really interesting. Yeah. They, I mean, there's a lot of reports of it in other areas in Northern California. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, this in 1971 was the big year that this happened. Seemed like there was a lot of stuff in the 70s. Yeah. Where these, you know, people talk all the time as well, you know, Bigfoot's real. You know, why hasn't anyone been able to capture one? Why hasn't this? Right. I, you know, for me, if it is like a, a portal situation or mm -hmm. interdimensional, you know, if they have a level of intelligence, you know, they're going to not keep coming back mm -hmm. to yeah. the same places knowing that okay people are getting closer and closer yeah. you know they're seeing us more all the time we're gonna come here we're gonna we're gonna yeah change it up a little bit yeah you know? yeah i don't know just a thought <laughs> <laughs> well that, that was and again well hopefully you guys can hear it from your end but sierra sounds is kind of some of the best pieces of evidence i've ever heard yeah. Oh, so yeah. um Alyssa. 
Well, the one I want to talk about that I believe you spoiled was the Yeti. Um, he's always been a favorite of mine. I don't know. There's something about him that just like, he's cool, you know? I mean, he's in the Himalayan mountains. Right. He likes the cold, you know? I mean, he's different than all the other big right. feet to me. Well, he's like that claymation, yeah. abominable snowman dude, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or like in uh, Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Hey, Disney fans yeah. out there, you guys know. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abominable snowman came bustling out with some snow cones, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. who wasn't going to love the Yeti for that? Exactly. I love that part. Right? Yeah. Right. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. It's a good time. That, the that's, fun Sasquatch. Yeah, that's just my vibe from him. <laughs> the fun uncle of Big Feet. <laughs> yeah. But um, the thing about him that I want to talk about is just, like, the kind of lore around him and how long, I guess, people have been even talking about the Yeti, which is a lot longer than people probably even realize. Okay. So, like the others, he's a bipedal creature that's very muscular. He walks on his two legs, for those who don't know what bipedal means. Um, he has reddish brown or gray hair. Okay. Okay. He's approximately six feet tall, and he has been around and known about since 326 B.C. Oh, wow. Wow. See, Alexander the Great actually wanted someone to bring him a Yeti. Sure. Um, Why not? And, and right? demanded this upon conquering the Indus Valley region. But, of course, they didn't end up bringing him a Yeti. I would have hated, Yeti as a I would have hated <laughs> to be the guy that was tasked with that yeah, and right? failed. I would have stayed in. The, maybe he became a Yeti. Maybe. Exactly. You know, like. They said I, they were unable to fulfill his request on account of the fact that the high-altitude inhabitant could not survive the lower temperature. Oh, okay. That was their reasoning. All I right. don't know how that played with Alexander the Great, but, you know. I have a feeling these guys weren't heard from again, but, you know. Yeah. I might have yeah. So, I mean, they say folklores about him could, like, literally fill books because, I mean, much like Sasquatch, I mean, everyone knows of yeah. Yeti. Right. Yeah. Um, there's various renditions. Some people say... Um, Sherpas drink and fight each other in order to somehow encourage Yetis to fight and destroy one another. Oh, is one okay? There's another one that mentions something that's a little too mm. graphic for our podcast, but it's okay, okay. Th that Yetis aren't so chill, basically. Okay, um, they also say a Yeti grows and becomes more and more powerful along with the rising sun. Okay, that's so different. there's different folklore regarding the Yeti that maybe not everyone knows. Yeah. But we like know about him in our American culture, right? The versions we see in movies and stuff yeah. like that. So I think he's fascinating. Oh yeah. To be honest. And there's more I'd like to learn about him, but like literally it would take forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if I may actually, yeah. um I went to London for one summer as a college class and yeah. I got to see Charles Darwin's giant like his first rendition of books that tried to um, put different animals in their family and genus and right. he wanted to just draw a line from the animals now to wh what their ancestors were. Right. And right. he wasn't sure if the Yeti was one or the Phoenix. So there's a whole section I got That's to read about really? yeah, um, the unicorn, Yeti, and Phoenix all belong in this little chapter that See, they wow. don't know what it That's could be cool. related to. Yeah. The Phoenix is one of my favorite creatures. That, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty yeah. cool. I yeah. Love that. yeah. 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 I love Charles Darwin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, for sure. He's very fascinating. Well, when it comes to the Yeti, I was going to say, you know, Anthony and I have seen the episode with uh, Josh Gates from Expedition Unknown. Yeah, yeah. shout out Josh Gates. Yeah, shout yeah. out Josh Gates. Um, <laughs> Travel Channel. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but where he actually went to the Himalayas right. you know, on the hunt for yeah. the Yeti. Yeah. And um, while he was there, they actually got some uh, footprint casts. He was actually yeah. in the media out there in, yeah. in the Himalayas. Like they did a huge news conference where he yeah. found this giant Bigfoot print. Right. Or Yeti, Yeti print. print. Yeti print. Um, but basically the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they never really were able to discern like this is for sure the yeti's yeah. footprint but it's just it wasn't a creature native to that area yeah left this giant footprint um and didn't they have dna also they did and they yeah. did determine it was in the ape family yeah but they couldn't determine like a known ape yeah yeah that it was so i have a question by the way mm. the yeti also smells really bad yes why do they all smell so bad do we yeah. know i, I mean don't know if we know why but it's pretty universal yeah like everyone i almost wonder if the, each one i wonder if it's a defense mecha mechanism to be honest with you because yeah, actually evolutionary yeah to yeah. repel predators or anyone who would kind of interfere in their territory why not have a musk kind of scent to kind of drive people away yeah you yeah, know if, if you're yeah, smelling animals that we know of that do that yeah yeah i so. mean if you're smelling kind of perfumey i mean you don't want people coming up to you you know so uh -oh. he smells good. yeah let's go check him out so get out of my territory i don't smell yeah. that good you know? yeah there you go. <laughs> so i mean you'd think their strength it. would be enough but i i can see yeah. what you're saying because it'll yeah. get people to not even approach there's always that one guy yeah. who's not going to care how strong someone looks i got this i'm coming <laughs> or at least one guy. yeah but if they smell that's a whole other thing yeah there so. you go. there's still one freak out there. yeah <laughs> The Yeti, too, I think it's cool because of the area that he's found in. It's just like the desert for the Yucca Man. Yeah. This, the Himalayan high altitude. No one's going up there. Right. I mean, except for like the adventurous hikers. But that, those are pretty there's easy so to. Uh, no. I know, yeah, but they're pretty good. easy to evade because yeah. it's still it's a huge area. Yeah, it is. And of course, how many cave systems are up there that we don't know about? Yeah. Um, they're just very easy places to hide. And he, he could camouflage pretty easily mm -hmm. if he has like the gray white hair. Yeah, you know? true. So, very true. So yeah. Before yeah. I before I finish up, is there something you wanted to add? There was just one thing I wanted to point out. Well, one or two. <laughs> I know. Just um, you know, when we talk about, you know, there in doing research for this episode. You know, there are just as many articles that state, well, Bigfoot isn't real, you know? So yeah. all you people who think he's real, I mean, you guys just need to let the dream go. You know, right. it doesn't exist right. type of articles. Um, but there is proof of a creature like this existing mm -hmm. in our world. Yeah. Um, and this is what, you know, a lot of people can use this to say, oh, well, Maybe this is proof that yeah this creature exists and you just think it's extinct. Uh, but then the other side of the coin is the people who say, oh, well, the whole idea of Bigfoot was based off of this creature. Yeah. But they're extinct. They don't exist. And it's not what you guys think. Right. So this creature is called Gigantopithecus. Yeah. And so this is a creature that they actually have. Um, molars from mm -hmm. okay. dentition they have yeah. jaw bones from and there was a anthro paleo anthropologist um a german one by the name of ralph von konigswald 
mm-hmm. who walked into a pharmacy in Hong Kong yeah. and found an unusually large primate molar for sale. Um, since then, researchers have collected hundreds of these gigantopithecus teeth and several jaws in China, okay. Vietnam, and India. Um, so based on the, those fossils, it appears that it was closely related to what we now know as modern orangutans um, and Sivapithecus, an ape that lived in Asia about 12 to 8 million years ago. Okay. Okay. But with only dentition to go on, it's hard to piece together what this animal was like. Right. Um, based on comparisons with gorillas and other modern apes, they estimate that Gigantopithecus stood more than 10 feet tall and weighed maybe up to 1,200 pounds. Now, most gorillas only weigh 400 pounds. So you can imagine right. the size of this thing. Um, given their size, they probably lived on the ground, walking much like orangutans do with their fists. Okay. But mainly on their back legs. Okay. Right. But just kind of use, that's what, here's my thing. Okay. This is all speculation. Right. Okay. Without seeing these creatures or having more than dentition to go on. Yeah. How they functioned. It, that, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Right. What do I know? But, you know, you can take that and you can say, obviously, they knew that a very large ape-like creature existed at some point. Yeah. Right. right. And... What you know, we know is that there are places in this world that not only uncharted places, but places that are too difficult for humans to go explore. Mm -hmm. There is an area in particular where the people firmly believe that there are still dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that exist. There are a particular one. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the Mokliamembe? Yeah, called. Um, but they believe that these creatures are still living. Mm-hmm. It's just they're in these areas that are not uh, disturbed by man. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so if you look at that, because, you know, we have found in, in recent years species that we thought were extinct that aren't extinct. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I thought, it, like, not that long ago that's right. come up more than once. More than once, absolutely. So it's like, why can't that or be the case? Or creatures we didn't know existed. All of a sudden are just yeah. There. yeah, and there are creatures at the super depths of the ocean Yeah, that look like aliens. Yeah. You know, that we didn't know existed. So if we have actual evidence of stuff like this, of a creature that... You know, as far as we're concerned now, considered to be extinct. Mm. Yeah. Are they really? Have Has there been an evolution of that creature mm-hmm. right. into something else that we now know as Bigfoot? Well, yeah. The interesting thing about what you're talking about is the areas that they were found in. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked. We just talked about this when we were oh, doing yeah. research, and I don't remember the exact name of what it's called, but you might. But don't remember the name, but I'm sure we can find the clip. Yeah, and we'll we'll it. put this in the show notes if we can. But there is, especially in China, an area that there's an entire cavern that has an ecosystem of its own outside of the environment above ground. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. It's like it's its yeah. own world there. And it goes miles into the earth. It's fascinating to look at. Yeah, it has its own rivers. It has its own plantation, vegetation, mm-hmm. animals to live there. Um, and this is just just discovered. It's, it's like a hidden Ray, kingdom. If you look at this thing. It's they like somebody found a hole somewhere when they're walking across the ground, 
and you look down into this hole and there are literally trees growing up like from way down below and birds flying and, and all this ve yeah. vegetation and like you said rivers it's a whole other dimension of a world yeah. that's down. amazing yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating a, it's trippy so, Especially because yeah. if you consider it, even in America, you know, the, cat, the cave system, the mammoth cave system. Oh, Lord. Um, if you look at the mammoth cave system, it goes for miles. Mm -hmm. And not just in one state, but many states in one area. Um, we know that there are areas in this world that are connected underground. Yeah. You know, who's to say that millions of years ago, the there weren't tunnels that connected to all over the planet. Mm -hmm. But because of planetary shifts earthquakes you know changes in the environment mankind arriving yeah. that some of these systems have since collapsed or disappeared and are unknown to humanity even at this point there are even people who say that there are creatures from prehistoric times that live in the mariana trench mm -hmm. to this day mm -hmm. right you know obviously we, we have movies like the meg that kind of talk about the megalodon but there the megalodon is just one of many creatures that are supposed to live in the Mariana Trench, and they're so deep that humans can't get to it. Right. So yeah. we'll never know, unless yeah. technology evolves, of course, that what exactly is living down there. Right. And if changes to the environment keep happening, what's to say that those things don't come back up? Yeah. You know? Well, there have been, you know, throughout our history, even our more modern history, um, instances where people, well, even um, gold miners, mm -hmm. you know, out like in I don't know if it was Colorado, but um, during the big mining rush that claimed that they found in one of these caverns, like a whole other world down there. Yeah. And people living down there. Yeah. And then, you know, just water flowing in areas that it shouldn't be flowing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after coming back out and trying to go find it again, couldn't find it. Yeah. But that is only one of many instances like I think there's that. one like that in the Sierra Nevada mountains, ironically enough, right. as well. There's like a big cave that people have found that it looks like there's an ancient city right. inside yeah. of this cave. Like, I don't, I mean, they can't tell which culture exactly it came from. Right. But it was, there was a place for rituals to be performed. There was living quarters. Right. All sorts of things. It was an actual city underground. Um, and it's just kind of just sitting there now, like unused. We don't think about how much our world has changed because like right now in, in our time, most people don't reflect on history to that depth. Mm -hmm. We think about what's maybe happened in the past couple hundred years. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of as far as we go. Yeah. You know, and we're thinking about stuff like, oh, you know, we live in an area where, you know, the Civil War, the American Revolution stuff were fought. Right. Um, and, you know, when we think about, you know, what happened with the Native Americans, we might think yeah. about that level but mm -hmm. i just saw the other day that somewhere in the south I, I don't know if it was georgia or tennessee but they found like a whole what almost looked like an ancient egyptian city mm -hmm. underneath this one area yeah. that's not been explored yeah and it's like what was happening mm -hmm. thousands of millions of years ago yeah yeah where we live yeah. right you know, we, we just don't know enough no. so I don't know. That's my spiel <laughs> on where Bigfoot could have come from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll, I'll say to end this episode, um, one last creature that's become real popular in recent years, um, that's really popular in the South, actually, mm -hmm. the Florida skunk ape. Now, you guys probably have heard of this. It's very popular. Um, it's A skunk ape is known to be 6'6", about 450 pounds, hairy, and very smelly, mm -hmm. and known to roam the Florida Everglades. 
So the first report citing here that I have is in the year 2000, three days before Christmas, there is a family in Florida who awoke to a loud noise on their back deck. There was so much banging and pounding that it sounded like some drunk was knocking over deck chairs. But all the noise came from something that couldn't be human, a low, deep grunting, and with it, a scent like something was rotting. So when they came out to the back, they saw something huge. It was a great, huge lumbering beast covered in hair from head to toe. The family figured it was escaped orangutan, but when photos emerged of what they caught, mm-hmm. paranormal experts started converging on the area <laughs> because they had a different explanation altogether. Damn those paranormal experts. <laughs> yep. The monster on their deck, they believed, was none other than the Florida's own Bigfoot, the skunk ape. Since then, there is an entire research headquarters developed in Florida for dedicated solely to the Florida skunk ape. So there's a one man hunting down the skunk ape full time known as Dave Sheely. He's the self-proclaimed Jane Goodall of skunk apes. Okay. Okay. So he runs skunk ape headquarters, which is a research facility focused on proving that these creatures are real. He's poured his whole life into it. And he said he spotted one when he was just 10 years old. Oh, wow. So the Florida skunk ape, very similar to a lot of other Sasquatch that we've talked about, but it's actually gained a lot of traction over the last few years, especially um, in our modern era, especially, you know, thanks to shows like Expedition Bigfoot and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Florida skunk ape is like on the top tier of Sasquatch sightings. And where they're sighting is, is another isolated area which is probably filled with a lot of animals that we still don't know exist because it's the Florida Everglades, the swamps. Yeah, it's a hard one to navigate. Yeah, it's yeah. very and it's very dangerous too because of all the known creatures that exist right. there, especially, you know, gators. You know, you know, alligators roaming the the swamps there. Right, they're everywhere. Everywhere, and it's just you know they're literally everywhere in Florida. Yeah, yeah. And then you got poison, you got poisonous snakes that swim in the water and hang in the trees. Right, oh. all sorts of insects. No, <laughs> see, alligators. <laughs> It's worth I nightmare, yeah. Life. Uh, I definitely want to step foot in there, Thanks. but you know, um, there's just so many dangerous, even poisonous dart frogs, you know, mm. down there. Nope. So it's just so dangerous to explore that there aren't as many people willingly going out into these areas, except for really dedicated people like Dave Sheely here, right? Who can actually look for these creatures. There's some there's very few video footage of people who have caught like glimpses. Hmm. of the florida skunk ape but it's usually behind so many like reeds in the water and vegetation that you only get like small glimpses of its right. head as it's emerging yeah um but so it's, it's usually underwater no it's in the like walking through the swamp oh okay okay i was gonna um, say yeah but amphibious. by the time that people get a glimpse of it yeah they've these creatures have already traversed around all these heavily forested areas, yeah. the, the vegetation and stuff, and humans can't walk straight through these reeds. Right. They're yeah. so dense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you only are able to get a small glimpse and then they're gone. Yeah. But again, as always, are they just walking further off into the woods or are they just disappearing? Right. Right. You know, right. who knows? It, every time we talk about the interdimensional portion of the Bigfoot story, yeah. all I think about is Predator. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. I mean, that it kind of taps right in to what people think about interdimensional beings. It's you yeah. know, the ability, like, are they really zipping in and out or are they just camouflaged yeah. to a degree that we can't identify with because we don't have the technology yeah. to do so. Right. So 
That's what I think of. I mean, maybe that's not so far off. Just like years ago, you know, we wouldn't have thought that we'd be where we are now with AI. <laughs> right. It was uh, just some sort of, you know, fantasy yeah. that we came up with, you know, for television and movies. Mm. And yeah. Not. Um, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of that stuff now. Yeah. Well, and another thing, too, I mean, you, you may remember from Expedition Bigfoot, their show, but oh. in last season... Um, there was an episode in particular that was <laughs> I really loved. Moment. <laughs> but they caught a glimpse of this shadow being running in front of their cameras. Um, and it brought to mind the question of, you know, whether they're interdimensional or do they, these creatures have a natural camouflage right. built into their biology. And they actually talked to some scientific experts, and there are military experts who have developed technology. That can essentially make a person invisible. Yeah, cloaking. Yeah. It's cloaking, you know? And because we haven't been able to catch these creatures, are they able to naturally camouflage themselves um, from us? Right. And yeah. maybe the only reason we they caught a glimpse of it in their camera was because they're using IR lights. Right. Yeah. Instead of just their human sight. Yeah. You know, because spectrum. Yeah. Right. Because they were caught in the light of their cameras. They weren't right. caught like just from your human eyesight. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it makes me wonder. I think this stuff would be so out of the realm of reality it always boggles my mind because in nature, there are creatures that have been around for a long time that naturally camouflage themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there are many that yeah. you could name. So like I say, you know, why is it, and you know, we talk about evolution, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, and why is it so weird to think that there are creatures out there that could have evolved from something like adapted to their yeah yeah and you know to be able to go all this time without being you know a dead one being found or mm -hmm. yeah something like that is like there may be a reason for that right well and look at what we do with some when we lose someone and stuff we're not always burying someone anymore sometimes we you know cremate them right or some other kind of form of burial mm -hmm. um if they're more evolved than we give them credit for and they're actually intelligent creatures mm -hmm. maybe they've learned how to adapt and to take care of their dead right. in a way that we can't find them again right yeah you know you can't say for sure one way or another no so. uh, to me this just all goes back to the the alien talk that we always have mm -hmm. you know it's a matter of is your mind open to the possibility of right. things mm -hmm. or are you just you know you have a very set way of looking at things I yeah yeah a set way of looking at things that says you know well this is you know you can't show it to me I, i'm not going to believe you yeah but no, I'm going to stop there because you know where I could go with that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. We go over our time allotment here. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Look at the time. Yeah, right. You know? But, um, yeah, we, again, if anyone out there has other big feet yeah. that they're familiar with, like the big muddy monster. If you have um, video footage, audio footage, oh, man, a photo that. Mm -hmm. that you want us to look at, kind of dissect on an episode, please be sure to send it to us. Uh, all our social media links are down below in the description box as well as our email that you can contact us at. If you're an expert in yes. the field, if you, we'd love to talk to you. If you've actually gone out there exploring and looking for Bigfoot or have studied Bigfoot in any way, we'd love to have a discussion yeah. with you. Um, maybe even on our Patreon. Yeah. Um, that could be a really cool exclusive. So uh, that's another thing. If you guys want to sign up for Patreon, uh, not only would you get an episode like that where we're talking to some experts, but you can also get a discount on our merch shop. Right. So be right. sure to sign up for our Patreon and get your 15% discount on our shop. There you go. So. All right, guys. I think that's it.
I think we're good on this one. Um, we could go for hours and hours on Bigfoot, so we <laughs> won't do that today. But um, thank you again for tuning in, and we're going to have much more coming your way. So, Anthony, you want to take us out? Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, hit that bell button, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Remember, don't fear the unknown.